0: I always have, that's my cue signal. <laughs> so like there's a like five seconds of awkward pause that does record and then it hits that. So I feel like that's my new theme song. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, uh, thanks for joining. Uh, I'm with my uh, new friend, Rakita Pereira. He is a graphic designer and media specialist at the University of Nevada at Las Vegas. Uh, thanks for joining me.
1: Hey, how's it going, man?
0: So this will be fun because we're both graphic designers. So we'll just, you know, take a, a dump on Comic Sans hey, and Papyrus. and go, that'll, that'll be the whole
1: episode. <laughs> um. Definitely, definitely. I mean, there are the, the pluses and minuses of Comic Sans. Like sometimes, as you might know, uh, some people it's hard for them to read. And uh, Comic Sans really helps. Them in that cases because it's designed in a way for people to be easily legible for some for
0: some people. <laughs> so, uh, are you telling me that you're defending comic sans right now? I'm not defending comic sans, but no. Means. Well, this was great. Thank you for your time. Shortest <laughs> podcast in history.
1: <laughs> Done deal. Case closed. <laughs> yep.
0: I, I I I get your point. I I understand. Yeah. Um. The 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 legibility of it. You know the yeah. readability. It it's certainly there. But with papyrus.
1: Oh, oh Avatar. Why'd you do that, James Cameron? You know I, I
0: I will always hate him for doing that.
1: Like I enjoyed Avatar. Was, was, was it but, him or was it his design team? Though who who, who did the who did the the, the culprit here?
0: You know for a fact (laughs) that, well, maybe not for a fact, but you know on a deep level that James Cameron is probably a
1: micromanager. (laughs) He is. This is what I'm thinking. When he was writing the script, maybe he just selected papyrus from the drop down and just on his word document and he just stayed there and he's like. And it just stayed
0: there. He very well may have, but like he, I wouldn't be surprised if like he he threatened to fire people for if they tried to use anything other than Comic Sans. If ever there was a movie that was primed for a custom typeface
1: oh. design. Oh, it's yeah. that one. That is definitely the one. Just, I mean, there's a whole... There's five more coming up, I think? <laughs> so I think we'll, there's uh, about uh, 25 more coming up. <laughs> so yeah. we'll, see, we'll see if they do <laughs> any uh, design changes. Yeah. Low you
0: low. know what they'll do? I, I, I know exactly what they'll do. <laughs> they will add a... <laughs> so the 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 papyrus so avatar set in papyrus is let's say it's blue right yeah, yeah. you know they will add a stroke to that typeface <laughs> no. and it'll have like a 2.5 stroke density no. and it'll be set in i don't know like oh they'll put a gradient. cotton in that. candy red <laughs> <Gradients> <laughs> are
1: the new thing have you seen the new uh firefox logo that they just put out there uh, yes, yeah. People are, yeah. People, are, <laughs> people are going at the evolution of that one, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, tear them apart, tear them okay. apart. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, anyway, uh, this is devolved quickly. No, no, this is actually perfect. Uh, <laughs> Any
1: conversation with me just goes, like, whoa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Uh, this will this will be the first of many. Uh, so in this episode, we're crapping on uh, Papyrus and Comic Sans. Next episode, we'll you know we'll take a heavy look at uh, gradients and, and vibrating oh. colors. Yep, yep. And then in our uh, ultimate episode to close out the trilogy, we'll talk about um, the uh, <laughs> starburst.
1: Oh no, the lens flares? Starburst and lens flares? Yeah. Oh, man. That, that was my go to, like, the early days of Photoshop when it was just like a free trial. Like, first thing I would do is just put the lens flare thing flares? Everything would get a lens flare. Oh, you yeah. got to. Almost. Early,
0: early 2000s, everything had a lens flare. Yep. JJ yeah. J.
1: Andrews. Yep where that's coming from
0: <laughs> <laughs> well any uh anyway Rakitha, how did uh let's let's get into it how did you just dis- what was your entry point into uh the the design and in marketing or even higher ed industry
1: oh it, it's just it's all been like a hobby for me when it all started it was just me and my friend playing around when we were like 12 13 we would just have that free version of Photoshop Elements you know when when you buy a computer back in the day it's there. Photo <laughs> Yeah, Photo yep. Coral and uh, the whole suite of all these free Adobe products that were just there to get you started. It was like the the entry-level drug but uh, <clears throat> my dad is a jeweler and he did a lot of uh, bracelets for people so he would basically take a lot of photos and we would lay out this little word document and that was my entry point literally the entry point to it was basically cleaning up photos for my dad just clearing out the background and Ooh. figuring out how to do the like the levels and all those things in photoshop and then when it came to high school i think the last two years i had options to uh, take commercial design one and then it just went on from there that was my real hook and sinker for graphic design. The teacher was amazing, and I just fell in love from there. But when it came to college, I had basically ditched everything, went for engineering. That didn't work out. <laughs> so <laughs> here I am back at graphic design, uh, and I'm working for the Office of Information Technology at UNLV, doing all the media stuff at this point.
0: You're working with my dear friend, Trish.
1: Yes, Trish Anderson. She was my boss at one point. Team's changed now. Uh, yep. She's still in the team, but she's in her own uh, communication unit at this point. Listen. went up the ladder. She's
0: <laughs> she's still your boss. Just like still, she's go. mine. I haven't seen her <laughs> since 2007, but, you know, she's still the boss. Definitely.
1: I do have to give her credit for opening up, like, a couple of doors for me, especially yep. when it came to uh, the teaching, the classes that I've been teaching on campus. And the mm. continuing ed department. She was the one who referred me to their people, and uh, now I'm doing that stuff as well. So thanks. That's Trish. great. <laughs> thanks, Trish.
0: Um, so I, I'm glad you got some of that graphic design experience in, in high school because uh, a lot of the students that I've had over the past decade, uh, they don't come to school with that. You know, they're they're taught that they're not even. I mean, they're introduced to it in their freshman year, yeah, and yeah. then they gradually learn more as they they go through the motions of mm-hmm. college. But having that foundation work up front, especially on the software mm-hmm. side, I think sets
1: you up for so much success later oh, on. Yeah, definitely, you know, and, and um, there's a whole lot of uh, things to go with self learning too. That I consider myself self taught to a point where. Before, I mean, it's mainly software-based. I learned the softwares, but when it came to technique, that's when the official education kicked in. Right. I just, I just put things back in the day. I would just put margins all the way to the edge of the freaking frame. <laughs> Someone God left. help you if you yep. include a bleed every once in a while. Oh, oh my <laughs> And then one of and my other bosses was like, "Hey, margins, they're 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 fine. You're, yeah. you're okay to put margins on things." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So, but before that, definitely when it came to software and then, uh, me and my friends would make a whole bunch of little short films and videos back in the day using After Effects Premiere. Mm -hmm. So all that was self-taught online tutorials. We would just see a tutorial and be like, we got to do that. Let's make clones of ourselves. Let's put layers. So it does help a lot before you do come into classes, if you know your way around how to navigate a software basically
0: yeah i mean that's that's where I got my started i've been a designer since eleven wow so my almost twenty five years yeah really nice. and um it it's actually kind of cool so like and I know you can relate to that so like when so at the point I'm at now i I can actually say i've been doing design for majority of my life oh, and yeah. you know there there are people in their fifties of like yeah i've been a designer for twenty five years and I'm just say, thinking like when I'm your age, this will be like, so <laughs> my <life. laughs> in my like my entire life. Yeah. Um, so to have like a discipline, just kind of wrap you up and, and control you from, or having some involvement in it for most of your life is actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and absolutely gives you a leg up, um, in terms of occupations and jobs, especially if like, uh, you're an ambitious person, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I know, you know, some of the people that I'm about to describe, but like, there are some designers that they graduate and they're like, Hey, I found a job. I'm good here for the next yeah. 30
1: years. The grind. The same they, just, thing. they just do yeah. the same old thing. Yep.
0: Right. And uh, you're, you're elevating in, in your career. Right. So yeah. like you're, 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 I don't know where you're classified as, uh, or what you're classified as in the, in the higher ed system, but like, um, you know, there are places to go, so oh, yeah. what are your what are your career goals?
1: Uh, uh, I mean I started as a student worker, but, yeah um, at OIT at UNLB and then and people just saw me just going around taking pictures and making all these kooky signs for our classrooms and stuff and whatnot and they took me on as an intern for the communications unit, and from there on I've been becoming graphic designer one graphic designer two, which is the current. Uh, classification that I'm holding okay and uh I guess career goals would be eventually to be like a director of media sort of Mm -hmm. position where I could just have a team of people because I as you mentioned like as we get old and things completely I mean continuously evolve to new things and at one point we have to bring in younger talent because they are obviously going to be better than you have what you do so at that point it's better to take your experience and just take a step back and have the younger generation do most of the work and just basically direct them at that point.
0: Yeah you do the direction you do the strategy you know the the upper level administration types of stuff uh absolutely that's that's Mm -hmm. definitely where we're you know it's interesting like when you start a business like you're involved in that already Mm -hmm. like so I'm on my fourth company Mm -hmm. uh sold or merged the previous three and um i'm on my fourth now and like i i don't know like i feel kind of tired with it like i'll always be i i have the spirit of an entrepreneur i'll always be thinking in that kind of mindset but every time you make a new startup it's like oh my god like this is so exciting but i literally have to do every single thing and um I am at a point where like I grow when I have a good team behind me, you know? So if, if I can build a good team, then, you know, I can pass off my, my experiences to them and vice versa. And that kind of strengthens the whole unit. So I've been, you know, the past two companies I've had, I've started with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd have partners and fortunately for the most part, that's worked out. And especially with the latest iteration of, uh, my entrepreneurship career, you know, with plus public, I've, mm-hmm. my, my partner and I have been in business for three years and that's, wow. that's excellent. A,
1: yeah, that is. That's a- but we,
0: we also found like that u- really unique uh, contrast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So for example, I'm the extrovert. I'm the salesperson. I'm the, the presentation person, the public persona, if you will. Yeah, He's cool. the analytical uh, you know, behind the scenes, behind of. the scene, analytical, administrative. Um, he does our books, which I'm so <laughs> glad I don't have to do that anymore. Uh, but he's also the the introverted part uh, of the half. You know, the and uh, it works out really, really well. Definitely, definitely. So, um, yeah. So I I hope that like within. My position in, in higher ed, the the higher up I go, I'll be able to get a team
1: that, that I can. Yeah, because I've had the the pleasure of working with like a full on team, and mm. when it, when I contrast it to where, where I work at, just me and one one or other intern, basically just doing most of the work. It's just a world of difference to just have. Hey, you're taking care of this. You're taking care of this element. You're taking care of photo. You're there's a mm. the video person to do the scripts and everything. There's a whole team, whereas <laughs> at work, is just me and my, uh, Julie, who's basically our intern in our office, who's doing the script, the videos, we're carrying right. gear across campus, it's just two people doing all that stuff. It, it's a, it does take a toll, I mean, at the end of the day. It's
0: a lot so a I'm curious, so, so you, you work on a bigger team, or as a part of a bigger team than I do. I'm kind of a, uh, a marketing shop of one. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah so
1: have
0: a, We have a little bit more than one. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way that, that business works is the graduate school has their own marketing team, and then the undergraduate school has their own. Mm-hmm. I'm on the undergraduate side, and it's basically myself and my supervisor. Wow. Um, and uh, my predecessor, he came from uh, journalism. Wow. So he wrote for little local papers and stuff like that. Great dude. And I come in with this entirely different skill set. It's more visual and interactive uh, and design based. And I've had a lot of opportunity to innovate and actually be creative Um, with your position. How's is your, is your creativity, your creative potential stifled at all? Or like if you come to the table with an idea, do,
1: do you have the opportunity to develop it? I feel like at this point I've established myself enough to the point where they're like, "All right, that makes sense." Whenever yeah. I put something out there, they'll take my. We're just gonna listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. It definitely. I mean, maybe five years ago that wouldn't have been the case, but now that they've right. seen the work that we put out and the amount of uh, reception that we've gotten by the with those uh, pieces, there at this point they're like, "All right, we'll." Well, maybe listen to him at this point. <laughs> but uh, I, I remember at one point, uh, one of my bosses and I had this, uh, it was a cybersecurity project that we had to do. And mm-hmm. we were like, hey, Vegas, the college campus, what's better for security and uh, social media? That was the project, cybersecurity and social media. So we were like, let's design a whole bunch of condom wrappers and just put <laughs> social media logos and just plaster it all over campus. And our boss was like, this is the last time we're gonna do this, but we're gonna let this one slide. in. we got it out there. Uh, we had some turnout where people were actually uh, responding to that campaign, and we got fairly decent. So they did that. It,
0: that was in the Tiger King documentary. Oh my goodness! Yes, yes, I saw that one. You remember that? Yeah. He he put his oh my god he put his face on a condom wrapper. <laughs> I just.
1: It was oh, a my God idea! but uh, yeah, that's one of those things where we were like, let's not talk about it too much, but yeah. it happened
0: uh, Lessons <laughs> learned <laughs> you know what though like in in that's such a great sort of example of like that was probably an extreme of yes. of where you could go with that, but it it still happened, yep, yep. and all right, so I kind of have a stake in this, so mm-hmm. from from my point of view um and and here here's the the preface of my point of view so i i'm coming at this from a practitioner i'm coming to higher ed marketing staff mm-hmm. with this these two positions these two perspectives the first of which is i was a tenured professor
1: mm-hmm.
0: part of your elevation you're leveling up through academia is published work awards grants Mm -hmm. It's, it's very intrinsic, this level of success, like it it comes from you, you have to produce these things and get them approved by people. That's the peer review, right? That's, that's the struggle, the challenge. That's what makes um, the research side
1: Mm -hmm.
0: of academic teaching, you know, higher ed teaching difficult. Um, so there's that. And then also from the practitioner side, looking at all of the people that are better than you, Mm -hmm. like the, your design heroes, whoever they may be, like looking at them and saying like, man, I love this guy, but I also hate them. So like when you feel that level of rage, like, oh my God, that's so good. I wish I could do that. When you get that jealous, <laughs> oh yeah, that's when, that's when you know you found like a good point of inspiration, right? Yes, yes.
1: indeed.
0: Um, it, so when, when I came to the, to the marketing staff side, I'm thinking like, who are the people that I'm going to be looking for? Who are my design heroes going to be or my marketing heroes? Where are they? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm having trouble pinning that down, you know, like there's a, there are so many people in this space practicing one specific thing over another, or they claim to be like the absolute best at it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, my sense of things is that like, I'm going to have a hard time finding those inspirational people because they're. It's like it, everything's just kind of diluted.
1: Yeah, and uh, also it is very saturated with all uh, this social media and uh, every because everyone's putting out so much content and they're right amazing at this point. <laughs> uh, every so, profile that you look at, it's just elevated okay. to the next level, and they feed off each other in this continual progression of design. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it, so like I'm looking at uh, you know arby's and wendy's they're they're killing it in their social media game oh yeah yeah. but you know uh so i'm looking at stuff like that but we all are and so i i just i don't have a sense yet of who in the higher ed space i should be looking at as like inspiration yeah um other than you know my home institution which objectively i think they do their social media marketing really really well and you've got a fun brand that does a lot of engagement but um you know it's not like you and i could talk about i don't know chip kid right
1: (laughs) uh you know chip kid i'm not familiar with.
0: okay all right well we could talk about any kind of uh notable designer and we could share our frustration over how good they are oh man in comparison how
1: terrible we are. Right? <laughs> That's what I always like. Me being based in Las Vegas, it changes the game. I mean, you're a mile away from our campus is the Vegas Strip, where yeah. you basically have content developed by some of the best designers in the world. You have mm-hmm. even like a bus uh, wrap to a billboard. It's all coming from, I'm assuming, the best agencies around the globe. I mean, yeah. So that's what I'm surrounded by. And once again, a block away from that is our institution. And when we put out our social media or any point of like graphics or any elements out there, I personally want to stand up to that same quality of things that people are used to seeing because our populations out there seeing all these things is bombarded at them literally everywhere they go. So when they see that and see something that's coming from a university and they're like what the hell This is a completely right. different ballgame so i always look at those things and i try to mimic them just to a, to, to an extent or at least mm. have the same quality of uh, content that are out there just to be a part with right some of the best designers that are out there
0: well i mean your brand is only going to give you so much opportunity to yes. innovate right and uh so having to knowing when you can push and then when you have to retract you know uh it's it's a balancing act and I, I, that's largely an organic instinctive kind of thing but um the other the other aspect to this is you know i was surrounded by excellent teachers and designers whom were always always Submitting their work to competitions for consideration and publication. And um, I think that, you know, that is a good thing. Like, if you're not, if you, Rakitha,
1: are not submitting your work to competitions, mm-hmm. you should. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I haven't had the chance recently, but a couple of years back, I've always put in uh, short films. Uh, sure. photo submissions. There have been some design work that I've put into like small little websites when they mm-hmm. run their little uh, picture of the week or something like that. I would always shoot something. I've won a couple of the film festivals and it's been really fun to get yeah. the benefits, the rewards of it. So yeah, definitely. And the fact of just keeping up with the people and just competing and getting feedback. I think that's the main thing that I've realized in the official uh, learning of the, the art, the design, design learning, where I, I go into a classroom and we do a project and then the whole class just sits around and basically critiques it. And I think that's the big thing that I've learned from actual graphic design classes is to take criticism to, to, uh, to work with other people and to improve the product. I've, Cause now that I've seen that, I look back at some of the other designers that I work with who haven't had the formal like mm-hmm. education background the moment you tell something or give them some feedback they would immediately like close up and take it as a certain you know like an offense to them so
0: yeah you know this just came up with one of my colleagues she felt <laughs> that she read she basically read her teaching evals and she said that her students felt bullied
1: mm-hmm. oh, when wow. they had a uh, design critique in that's, class That's you gotta have you gotta have tough skin when it comes to critique.
0: Yeah. And, and she, she contacted me. She's just like, what do I, how do I work with these students? And I'm just like, that's tough. I mean, that's the day you're, game. you're, yeah, it's, it's tough because they're in a place where they don't understand that constructive critique is an asset. It's, it's definitely not, part of the process. Yeah. It's a part of the process. It's a part of the game. Mm-hmm. And you know, so they don't understand its necessity um, and because they don't understand its necessity, they are not competitive. If they are not competitive, they are not ambitious for their careers or for themselves. So well, yeah. their, their growth potential will be limited, yep. right? So, um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know how you overcome that other than, you know, the simple fact that
1: I had to tell her, some of your students are not meant to be designers. Yeah, yeah, because design is definitely criticism in design is definitely part of the process and just right. i've had i've had instructors call my work pathetic <laughs> at some point I, <laughs> okay. so all right
0: i i will always remember this because this kid eventually did drop out of, oh of design school but one of the one of the projects i had them do is they had to choose a local area nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And they had to make, uh, they had to use that nonprofit's branding. And if mm-hmm. the nonprofit had terrible branding, they could redesign it. Improve it. Nice. But they had to make an infographic print, like vertical, printed poster. Mm-hmm. And then they had to make an animated version of it oh, in nice. in um, Adobe Animate. Okay. Cool. And then they had to make a web based version. Oh, man. of that infographic so they got to experience one subject matter across three different medium right wow. and the uh the poster was first because that sets the standard for everything Yes, yeah, the print piece he designs it prints it out and i i I was at wit's end i was like this looks like you designed it in microsoft word
1: <laughs> oh no like, <laughs>
0: And 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 the rest of the class, they're just like, oh! And he's just like, well, what's what's the problem with designing in Microsoft Word? And I'm just like, how do I work with you? Can how how do I do this? Like he didn't even realize that that was such a profound insult. Like, I I wasn't saying it to be insulting. Like I was literally just describing what I saw. And sure enough. He made all the charts in in Microsoft Word. Oh no! And oh. I'm like, dude, oh, part man. of this experience was to design infographics in Illustrator. <laughs> the software that are designed to be designing. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, he he never let me live that down.
1: Eventually, oh, man. I mean, yeah, the whole point is done, to but... get the feedback and then improve upon it. Like, end of the day, the the, the instructor who did call my work pretty pretty bad i went yeah. back and reworked it and then came back and it was like all right here we go now we're in the right track so mm-hmm. that's part of the learning process and definitely criticism will make your product at the end of the day
0: so, so uh relative to that and, and coming back to like this awards thing um mm-hmm. i've had a lot of opportunity to talk with higher ed marketers right mm-hmm. and um i found that so like I've, I'm in a fortunate situation where like, I've been given a a lot of creative opportunity and I have a supervisor who values my skills, but also, um, he believes in the work. So like I've been able to submit the work to Mm -hmm. competitions or even to like higher ed web or social fresh to actually present it to people. And, um, there are other folks that I've met that have been doing higher ed marketing for 10 years, 15 years. And they're like, yeah, I've never done any of that. Uh, And I'm just like, you got, I don't know if there's like a a lack of belief in the work or like they just never saw the value in doing those things. And to be fair, like I, I recognize myself as a competitive person. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, but similar to a design critique, I, I find value in that competitive atmosphere, yes, you know, yes. um, because
1: that helps me grow. So, At the end, end of the day, you could just brag and write, student, like, hey, we right. did the campaign. We won the best award that's possible for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. like, put it yeah. out there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. And mean, like.
0: I mean, you talk to your, your your news feed and your 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 PR people on campus and say like, "Hey, we won an award for this thing." Mm-hmm. Do you care? They're like, "Absolutely, this is
1: yeah, awesome." I love it. I love it. Yeah, love the content so how do, do we get? Money. Yeah, go ahead. Go they ahead. do run a weekly news cycle and they do need mm-hmm. content to put out there. So, well,
0: it's you know, I mean, the the, the accolades I think make everyone feel better. Oh yeah. You know, and and, and from my point of view, it isn't so much like, yeah, I won. Yes. It's we won as a team. Oh yeah, definitely. And your work has value beyond just doing it for your day job. And, and I really want to encourage, so I've seen a few organizations have competitions. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I don't see a lot for like I see, pl- I think higher ed marketing and design has some pretty good competitions out there. I don't see any for social media. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, I know they're out there somewhere, the but... Webbies, I don't- the webbies
1: are out there, but... That's the Webbies,
0: for- the Cuppys, I think even uh, Social Fresh does, or they want to do their own, mm-hmm. but like the, uh, the, higher they're not ed- at the...
1: They're not at no. the level of like PRSAs or any of
0: Right, that. right, AMA, PRSA, yeah. like... I think something like that should exist and I hope I'm wrong and completely ignorant in this situation, but, um, you know, I social media marketing on the higher ed side can be so draining. Oh yes. Cause you're and on
1: all so the time. It, it just looks, it doesn't have the, the quality or the, the value or the, the look and feel that other companies and other uh, PR sure. people are doing. It's just right. That's why every time that I put out something on social media, I want it to look sharp. I want it to look clean. Even the even even the photography, I want it to look, have that nice contrast. It's not like a cell phone photo. I would just yeah. go the extra mile to make that stand out because you're just scrolling on a feed and everyone's you're – like, you're like a fly into a light. That's basic human instinct. You, yeah. know, you see the brightest, flashiest thing. And you're like, all right, I will invest my couple of seconds looking at that on my little scrolling mm-hmm. <laughs> adventure. Yeah everything it needs to be like very
0: finely curated and if you have that standard of quality and you put that work into it um it's one thing to have fans who appreciate your your social media feed and especially peer practitioners like you and I Mm -hmm. um but like I I think that there should just be some further acknowledgement because regardless of us being in higher ed it is absolutely brand management Mm-hmm. um and you know i th- but it's a specialized type of brand management yeah
1: definitely. um
0: and i i just i think that there needs to be some some acknowledgement there some
1: larger level reward you know definitely I mean? and, and your primary audience is quite the tricky audience too they're very information hungry they're always looking yeah. at these things and they're definitely used to seeing quality content so <laughs> In the in the higher ed departments and the, the realm of higher ed, I think everyone needs to elevate that game up and yeah. beyond that clean design output.
0: Well, I think we just found, I think we just worked out our mission statement. There you go. Yeah. We got you take you take the western part of the the, the states. I'll take you the east, east coast. coast. Yeah. Go yeah. 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 Um, so uh, moving on um, what uh, you know what advice do you have for graphic designers marketing professionals that have either just graduated or they're looking for internships so they're maybe senior year now um, you know what advice do you have for them especially entering an economy
1: that can't support them or doesn't oh, have room for them right now what would you it's, say: it's tough I mean we touched based on this prior to I mean the continuous thirst that's what I'd like to call it just be hungry for it just don't just because you got yourself your level of education don't don't take it easy don't be like all right this is it I'm done I'm a designer I'll, I'll be good for the rest of my career it continually evolves it's almost daily evolution of our industry when, when it comes to software, when it comes to techniques, uh, UI, UX is continually uh, mm-hmm. evolving because there's touch and then there's little haptics hep- that are giving feedback to you on devices and just knowing how to incorporate that into your interfaces or designs and just color theories and just the look and feel of it. And all these new techniques, I mean, there's a new piece of software that's coming out pretty much every month that will be like, here, I'll, I'll be able to do interface design better than uh, mm-hmm. Adobe XD or Sketch. And they'll just be putting things out and in turn, those softwares will make your product look better than if you designed it on something that doesn't right. Uh, to design something. On. So my thing is just be hungry and just always continue to learn. That's that's what I prescribe to. I always do tutorials. If I'm just hanging around, I'll at least watch some, someone else do a different technique because even Adobe, they're pushing updates. Every version of their product updates have so many new tools that even mm-hmm. I myself wouldn't have known if I uh, didn't see some of these people who are putting out tutorials on i mean youtube it's free it's out there just be on the the cutting edge of uh, what what's going out there is my advice yeah. and then in turn once you know how to navigate those things and create some good content people will recognize it and will get you on their teams <laughs> yeah so that that's a such a great point so like you could be
0: doing a lot of professional and personal development during the Uh, you know, during the self-isolation phase of our lives, but then also channeling that into actual meaningful content. Like Mm -hmm. no one is, you can't expect anyone to care as much as you do about the things that you're doing. And if you need, uh, you know, more of a reason to do something than, than just professional development, then you have to convert that into creating something. So that could be, I don't know, a website with a blog or a product or something. You know, I completely get that. You know, uh, it's like learning new things just for the sake of learning. That particular personality is very unique. I won't yeah. say rare, but it's certainly unique, and it takes a lot of discipline. Yes. Um, and you know, uh, you know this as well as I do. Graphic designers do not like to read. <laughs> You're picture people, you know. <laughs> Where's the the pretty pictures, then? Oh, <laughs> right. Where are the pictures at? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, like you know it, it it's interesting you bring up tutorials, and this is not a knock on you because mm-hmm. I enjoy tutorials just as much mm-hmm. for likely the same reasons you know uh you know, there was a point where I just didn't really care for reading books mostly because it I didn't care about it as much I still did it but I didn't care about it as much because our industry changes so frequently Mm -hmm. and because it does it's just like well I could read this book about software that is immediately out of date as soon as it's printed Yes, and, you know, when I first started teaching, I would have a book with Dreamweaver and stuff like that. And at a certain point, I just said, Photoshop. okay, for all of my classes, no more books. I'm yep, done yep. with books forever. And I'm especially done dealing with the bookstore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I and mean, when I teach my uh, Photoshop and design classes, uh, they, the the school recommends the book. I don't mm-hmm. know if I have a say in it. Maybe I do. <laughs> I've just right. realized it. And, uh, Kind of in the first day of class I'd be like, hey, the book is recommended, but it's not required because right. as you said, the book that's in the syllabus is already out of date two years mm-hmm. ago. So it's no point at this point. Just I usually point people at YouTube and uh I, I wouldn't recommend a certain person to follow because you know, they get out of date eventually too. So I would just be like, hey, just type it in Google and just find a tutorial on what you got to.
0: Von Glitchka, uh, amazing illustrator. Nice. Uh, Aaron Draplin. Great oh, Draplin, brand- yes. Draplin, yeah, yeah. Solid solid branding love, dude. Love his good man. typographer. Yeah, uh, excellent typographer. Um,
1: and, you know, the list goes on. Yep, yep, definitely. There's so much talent out there and so many people who are sharing their content for most of the time for free. So mm-hmm. why not use it? I mean, if you do have uh, access to things like LinkedIn Learn or Linda, I don't know what their new branding They're is. the same now. Actually. Yeah. So yeah. things like that. And there's so many subscription services too. But I'm not saying rely on those 100%. I do love those because... I'm a hands-on type of person. Whenever I get the option to do an online class as far as a, versus a physical class where I get to actually, you know, deal with ink and just put things down and do like some prints, uh, it, it's a whole different method and discipline, I would say, of uh, right. learning. And that changes the game because you could just watch someone do it and uh, get some of their advice or get your hands dirty and Get, get that experience for yourself because you can't really teach someone how to screen print a t-shirt from a youtube right. channel where you got to learn it you got to feel that ink go through those little yeah. screens and all that so well
0: that's so process driven too yeah. i mean you, you have to follow the steps no, right yes. <laughs> but so like when when i'm teaching web design you know i i really put a, a premium on students reverse engineering things oh yes breaking stuff and then trying to fix
1: it and trying to understand the logic behind that that's also been a start for me too i I would always go to these websites and watch these movies and always wanted to like recreate that look so Mm -hmm. (laughs) we would always try to figure out these weird ways to back in dreaming where i would make all these flash sites that didn't even have flash in them, but I would just mimic the look with all these hot yep. on the images and
0: stuff. The the image maps, yeah. Yes. Oh god. Oh yeah. remember
1: those. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Then well,
0: uh
1: 5 so, came around.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And thank thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I uh you know I HTML and CSS is making just things so much easier, but like, yeah. And, but if you've never done web design before, it's quite a system to learn very quickly. You know, I, I always pride myself on the fact that like, if I'm teaching an intro level web design class, I can get students to actually build their own website, multi-page website, inside mm-hmm. of two weeks. Oh wow! Uh, there was a period where, yeah, it was the f- like the first two months of the semester we could do that. We, but the 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 software has just gotten so much more streamlined mm-hmm. that it's just profoundly easy.
1: I so, mean, there's there's so many other things that are involved with it too, like Adobe XD. You don't even need to know full HTML if you're a designer, especially if you're a designer, you can just put together like a mock-up and then bounce it off with the team before you actually to right. a developer or someone. That way you you get to know yeah. the structure of the website, the the navigation and how it works. You could use it, test it, and then without at this point you're doing all this without any any knowledge of HTML and it really helps. Most most designers are they, they don't have that uh, talent or the skill set to do a full build like a right. full stack on a website so that those software like Sketch and nextD really helps people to trans translate their designs into like basically review state. Well,
0: right and you know wrapping up on this point and you know I, I, I tell this to my students too because the process you just described is what they will experience in reality oh yeah. you know they can do all the front end work all they want and if they know how to do the coding then they can speak the language with the developers oh yes right yes. um and that makes everybody happy oh because there's so much easier everything <laughs> everything is made plain and and communication is is clear and especially with developers oh, that yes.
1: communication must be clear right um, and sometimes the back end would limit you too sometimes maybe the developer right. doesn't have uh, the tools that are needed to create this crazy carousel or this
0: mm-hmm.
1: crazy idea that you have so knowing right. the capabilities of the back end and what it can handle and putting that into your design and incorporating those things definitely helps the developer as well because now you know the developer's limits and you're designing to those limits instead of, like, making some crazy Mm. out-of-this-world design and the developers kind of just look at you and be like, yeah, that's not happening.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And that is a concept that if you're not familiar with it and you're a designer or a web designer, you'll learn eventually. Oh, yes. uh, Especially as the the technology... uh, you know, becomes more advanced. Yeah. So, um, you know, seeing what is happening in WordPress right now, like, oh, man. you know, with all the drag and drop builders, I mean, at a certain point, when is Automatic, the company that owns WordPress, just going mm. to buy these companies? Oh, yeah. And just wrap them into... Up till,
1: uh, up till two years ago, I, I had my own WordPress but I have ditched it and I've gone to like Squarespace. It's so much easier to... Well, yeah, it, it's Apple. easier...
0: Right, yeah, it's easier, and um, I've seen more higher ed departments mm-hmm. and like special divisions use Wix or Squarespace, oh, that's, that's or funny. or Weebly. Oh, right. Um, many are still in Drupal or WordPress. Yeah, I mean, I built a microsite using Divi and WordPress, and mm-hmm. I got it up right quick. Yeah, been, um, and that's
1: that's fine. Um, I've been using Simplice. Have You have you tried that? It's, I have not. No. Oh, that's a good one. It's designed by the same guy who made basically uh, Spotify. So, oh, so okay. they, they they're doing their own builder. It's, it's almost like Divi, but you could do a whole lot of uh, stuff with Simplice. and that's, uh, that's it. Pairs really well with WordPress, and it takes WordPress to a different level i'll check it out yep definitely <laughs> so
0: on our next call i'll give you my review of that there you go <laughs> <laughs> hey Rakitha, this was awesome thank you so much definitely for your time. thanks again thanks for having me it's we cool. will definitely do this again cool so let's, uh, let's we find some time <laughs> that's right now uh get back to work that, there it is <laughs> i'm at work already so but no way have a good one man